Hi, welcome back to another week of Unpacking Live. I'm your host, Annie Mark, and this week I have none other than Candice Denise. You guys, I connected with Candice on Instagram. I know I say this all the time, but listen, I found some really amazing women on Instagram, and she's one of them. Candice is a self-coach, um, self-care coach and consultant, and I stole this from her bio because I love it. She says she is teaching ambitious women how to give themselves permission to make self-care a daily lifestyle. Candice, welcome to Unpacking Life. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I know we've chatted back and forth for a little bit, um, but before we dive into conversation, can you go ahead and let my audience know who you are, tell them something I didn't tell them about you, where to find you, all that good stuff. Sure. So as you've already beautifully stated, I am Candice Sinise and um, who I am is I'm a free spirit, uh, feminine energy, encouraging person at heart. Like that is who I am. Um, but what I do is I'm a self-care coach and consultant. And much like you said, I, I work with ambitious, highly driven um, go-getter women that ultimately don't realize that they need to give themselves permission to incorporate self-care into their daily life to become a lifestyle, not a to-do list item, but an actual lifestyle um, that they can practice easily, effortlessly every day. And so that's where I come in and work with them. And as far as, you know, finding me, I like to hang out as I call it on Instagram. So you can always find me on IG uh, at Candace Denise. And then I'm also more newly over at the TikTok world. So uh -huh. find me there on TikTok uh, by Candace Denise. And then my website is always like the easiest place to find me, which is by Um I love being able to show up in different spaces because there are a lot of women out here who need this. And so yes. I realize staying in one platform is not enough that yes. I need to speaking in different ones. So that's kind of how I got to, to start living in all of these different areas. Hey, I love it. I completely love it. And it's not easy. Like I wish people would understand the job and the time it takes to be a content creator, especially when you're doing it intentionally, which is what you're doing. And I absolutely am here for all of it. And I think part of the reason why a conversation with you was so important, because even for me in my personal journey, this is something that I really coming into 2022 was like, I have to put this as a priority because we just, we never, we just don't put our self-care first as women, as mothers, you know, life is just moving. And sometimes a lot of the things that we're going through is because of that lack of self-care, you know, and a lot of other conversations I've had that are more maybe related to health and mental wellness, awareness and all of that stuff self-care kind of sits in the middle of all of those states. Yeah. So I guess to start um, the conversation, self-care, self-worth, what would be your definition of that? Yeah. So, you know, you're going to hear this definition in so many different ways from so many different people who talk about self-care. But for me, the most, I guess, comprehensive way of explaining it is finding those small moments that matter every day for your well-being, that matter for your uh, management of your mental health, of mm. your, you know, spiritual health, of <clears> your <throat> body, of your um, soul. Like, how do you find those things every day that essentially help to manage you? Mm -hmm. you know, how do you manage you? And it's about finding those little nuggets, those little moments every day that help you take care of you, that help you manage you. And that doesn't look the same every day. You know, exactly. every day is different. So yeah. what you needed yesterday may not necessarily be what you need today, given mm -hmm. what you're dealing with or what your day looks like. So you will, you may have to find something new in that day to say, you know what, today I need to journal. Right. I need to get these thoughts out of my head because it's a lot of noise going on in my head. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, you know, yesterday it may have been that you needed to take a walk. I needed to take a walk and just kind of connect with nature so that I could like realign my soul a little bit, you know, just right. kind of feel like I'm back connected. I'm, I'm grounding myself. And so every day is different, but the common denominator is finding those moments that matter 
and help you take care of you. I love that you say that because I think for me, what I chose to tell myself is self-care has to look like me showing up for myself every day, no matter how little, like no matter what little bit I'm doing, it's like, how am I showing up for me every day? And I love like that it's becoming such a thing for us to prioritize, you know, but why would you think in your opinion that it's, um, what is it that we're not doing? Why is it that we're not putting ourselves first enough? Like what's, what would you think the reason is behind this? You know, that's such a great question. And I honestly think that, especially for women specifically, um, because women are just natural nurturers Mm -hmm. by nature. Mm -hmm. It is almost this innate thing that's within us to take care of everyone, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you look at at a lion in the jungle and you see her with her cubs, like her thing is taking care of them. Like, so Mm -hmm. in in the animal, kingdom you know we're animals of a certain kind like the woman the female is always fixated on taking care of everyone else yes and so ultimately when you are spending so much so much of your time and your energy um outwardly taking care of everyone else it's hard to be able to have that time and to be able to have that capacity to Mm -hmm. take so you kind of become secondary or bottom, you know, of the totem pole and everybody else is at the top. And so I think that's what happens a lot of times is that it's just, it's not even that women don't want to. I think that just naturally. We're just naturally to- taking care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, that's why the for giving permission to women is so important. That's why it's like you need someone saying, tapping you on the shoulder, like, hey, give yourself permission. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, because yes. you, don't even, you don't even, you're not even aware of it. Right. It's like you kind of need that nudge in a sense to be like, have you, have you checked in with me today? Mm-hmm. Have you, how are you mm-hmm. feeling? Lo, like, how are you really feeling? You know, so having someone kind of nudge you to be like, oh yeah, you're right. I didn't eat today or yes. I, did, I didn't hydrate myself. Like tomorrow is national hydration day. And mm. so, yeah, it's like. Did I hydrate myself? Just the smallest of things, you know, like, did I take a moment to clean my eyeglasses so that I can- Do you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, you sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, these glasses are filthy. You didn't even take a moment to clean your glasses because you were just trying to keep everything out. So I think that's it. And I think that is so, it's so good that you say that because I think even for me, sorry if I can hear my daughter in the background, but- life of a mommy but um i (laughs) yeah but i love that you say that because uh it ties into the next thing that i wanted to talk about which is addressing that feeling of guilt you know the thoughts that just creep in like oh self-care is selfish and that was like for me i think that was the biggest thing was just like like you said always that sense of feeling like I have to nurture, I have to take care of, I have to take care of. And what that did for me in my personal journey was burnout. I burnt out completely, but I didn't just even burn out emotionally because honestly, it felt like I was just coasting through every day because I'm like such a like cheerful personality. I'm kind of like out there. So on the outside, it was like I was smiling. I was, you know, just being regular all me. But on the inside, just felt like I was just like... I don't know if it's like dying on the inside. And the only way that I knew that I needed to take care of myself was health conditions. Like my body was just failing in so many ways and I'm getting so just a lot of things, you know, weight gain, all kind of problems packing on. And then many years of just trying to reel myself back in. And so that's why, like, I think coming out on the other side of it, I feel like, how do we tell people that? that feeling of that guilt, like, oh, it's been selfish if you take care of yourself, but not understanding that if you're not good for yourself, you're literally useless to everybody else, you know? Yeah, like, it's. I mean, you know, it's so simple to say it's not selfish, but what what ultimately happens is that a lot of it comes into a form of um, people-pleasing, wanting Mm. to others around us happy. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of women, we have adopted or we adopt this narrative that if everyone else around us is happy, then I'm happy. Yep. And, you know, we kind of don't think about our own happiness. 
And so mm-hmm. when we do start thinking about our own happiness, we think it's selfish. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm thinking about myself because you're so you're so kind of just subconsciously in the groove of, well, if, if my family's happy, if my friends are happy, if my job is happy with me, then I'm happy. Yeah. And so, but that's your happiness is contingent upon them being happy versus you being like, well, what am I doing to make me happy to make sure that I feel good? And mm-hmm. it's it's not anyone's fault. It's just what we've learned over what we've been conditioned to over the years, what we've yes. seen before us do. And so yes. we adopt these things, you know, as children, as young adults, now as adults, and it just grows with us. And so we start to believe that anytime we spend time thinking about ourselves, we're not being humble. Yes. Or, you know, we're being self-centered. Um, and now you're being, you're making this about you. Hence it's selfish. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I say to my clients all the time, have you ever seen a dead body save a life? Ooh, say that again. Wow. And they're like, wow. No. And so I'm like, okay, so because you've never seen a dead body save a life, Essentially, when you are not taking care of yourself, you are depleting yourself and you are almost kind of like killing things about yourself. You're killing yourself. That is powerful. Powerful. Wow. So like, how do you think you're going to say, like, think about it. Have you, I'm like, not even in the Hollywood movies, have you seen a dead body? At least I have, like. I haven't. (laughs) You don't. So I'm like, so how do you think you're going to save someone else when you're literally dead inside? Yes. And that's, and, and I know that feeling. And I think also that, that, that sense of emptiness also, like for me, I think I can admit it now, but I could not admit it before. It's like such a breeding ground for resentment. You know, the way we kind of like just allow ourselves not to take care of ourselves and then there's that like blaming everybody around. But then that statement where they tell you people will only treat you how you treat yourself is so true, you know? So like I'm out here like resenting and it's like, no, if only you just said, I can't do this. It's too much for me. I can't like they would understand or if they didn't understand, it's still OK. You know, it's OK. Nobody's going to die from that. But the oh. fact that you want like you said, people, please. There's no boundaries in the situation and you're just dying on the inside and life is going to go on. Like you said, with or without you, with or without you, we see it time and time again. And so it's not that, and it's not that you, because ultimately you got to be a better you so you can be a better, better person for them. That's what I say. I show up better in my life when I'm showing up for me first. That's true. I show up better as a partner. I show up better as a parent. I show up better as a relative. I show up better as a friend because Mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship with myself. Like we honestly cannot have genuinely good relationships with others if we are not in true relationship with ourselves and a healthy relationship with ourselves. That's true. That's true. And even like to add to that, because we're talking about boundaries, we're talking about um, self um, pleasing other people. I want to talk about like our self-love journey because I wrote something down that says sometimes our self journey has to start with healing. Because healing, I feel it's at the beginning of like that self growth process. And when you get to that healing phase, you're kind of like on the border of self-acceptance. You're progressing into self-acceptance. And one of the biggest things is forgiveness that plays into all of this. So what can you say about that? Because I think um, we have to get to a space where we, we speak about that. Like you, you, like you said, there's generational patterns that are in the mix. There's things, especially as little girls, you know, I don't know, like boys, boys have the things that are told to them, but girls are always like conditioned, like you're a girl, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this. And then as you progress into like, oh, you know what, you can't. So like we're always told what we cannot do as women and we carry those things into adulthood. And so there's a little girl inside of us that is like screaming, like, look at me, like there's parts of me that you need to fix. And that's a very uncomfortable space to sit in. And it's like that borderline. That's why it's like, that's where the journey you start to heal. Cause you're going to have to have a conversation with her. 
you know and i think i'm showing people a lot more compassion these days like in the way they react to me in the way they communicate with me if somebody even as much as like snaps it's like it's not about me at that at that point i'm looking at you like what are you dealing with today what happened who hurt you you know what i mean so yeah. what what are your thoughts on this whole process of like self healing self acceptance so good first and foremost and i think that you hit the nail on the head when you say you know it's something that we have to look into yeah. and you have to be ready for it because mm -hmm. healing means hurting yeah and hurting in the sense of you may have to you're going to have to replay some things you're going to have to address some places that you may have spent some time ignoring or trying to brush up under the rug and so there's there's someone I knew once and they were telling me about a friend of theirs who was afraid to go to therapy and they said well I don't want to stay in this hurt this you know this place that I'm in forever but the reason I don't go is because I don't want to hurt mm. because healing is hurtful Yes, and it is right. It's like a wound. It's like a scab. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before that scab actually heals, it's going to heal. It's going to come apart. It's going to like have all these different things it goes through, mm -hmm. and it can it can hurt. You know, yes. before it actually feels better. And so that's how self acceptance can be. That's how mm -hmm. um, healing and really getting to the root of things and seeing when you're triggered, why those triggers happen, and you know, the more that you understand the importance of being able to forgive and self-accept is because it helps you to understand yourself better. It helps you to understand why you why you move the way you do, why you think yeah. the way you do. And like you said, you do have to address that that inner child or that, yes. you know, um, that moment. It may have not been your entire childhood, but it may have been one thing that mm -hmm. plays over and over. Um, yes. You know, gotten older things have triggered that place and so you know it's like why why can't i get past this it's probably because that inner that you know that childhood you that teenage mm -hmm. you, that adolescent you is seeking a level of healing because what we don't realize a lot of times is that our inner child tends to parent us as adults yes yes so that's yes. important you know to to heal that place because if we if we if we don't, then we're allowing a broken child to kind of dictate and order the steps of our adult life. And it's the thing about it, I think sometimes we're looking for that. We're seeking that validation. I think also that's a that's a big thing. I think when you're you're constantly like on the quest for validation, I think that plays a lot into how you show up in the world every day, you know, versus just understanding that the only validation after Jesus that matters is you, literally, That's you it. know. Literally the only one you should be seeking the affirmation, confirmation, validation, like you said, like is you giving yes. yourself that permission, you know, mm -hmm. wait on it because if you're seeking it from others and if you don't get it, then you forever stay in a place of waiting and wanting. Yes, yes. And that is so true. And I think also, um, what was it that I was going to ask you? Because we kind of jumped past um, something, not you, but just me. Um, old friendships is one thing that I want to kind of talk about or have a conversation about, because I think part of, for me in my healing journey and my growth and all of that stuff, letting go of certain friendships that did not serve me. And sometimes even letting go of those relationships was not about anything necessarily happening. It's not like I fought with anybody. It's not like I had beef with anybody. You just kind of sometimes outgrow certain things or at a certain age, in, a certain stage in your life, certain friendships just don't fit anymore. So the concept of just letting go and just loving from a distance. And it, I think, um, also when they're like friendships that have been a long time, because I think that's another thing people hold on to. Like, well, I've known her since I was a little kid and, you know, we grew up together and it's like, yo, like, you know, if you just trust life's processes, like the right people will come into your life that need to be in your life. So what, like, what would you say to somebody who is just holding on or maybe they've let go and it feels like a divorce. And you know how it is when you're grieving that loss and just let, you know, that icky phase where it's like, ah, 
you know, I want to call them today. I want to have a conversation with them today. And it's like, it's okay to remember like the times and the memories and all the stuff that you had together, but does not mean that it serves you today, you know? Yeah, no, that's so good. It's so good. It's so true. It mm -hmm. happens. And <clears throat> when you were saying as far as, you know, what I would say to someone who is either struggling to let go or has let go, but like you said, they're having those thoughts, like I want to reach out. Yeah. I think one of the things that we have to do if you're in that place of wanting to reach out is how do you how do you shift your mindset? Because everything starts in the mind, right? Like mm -hmm. the mind starts to think it. So then the body wants to start reacting to it. So then it's like, well, maybe I should pick up the phone because your mind is thinking about them. So you're like, well, maybe I should pick up the phone. Maybe I should send an email. Maybe I should, you know, stop by or whatever have you. So when that moment happens, like the, the thing I say is how do you start shifting your mindset? So as soon as that thought comes into your head, what else can you do? Is it when I think of that person that I need to either A, go journal about it, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, kind of write out like, why am I thinking about this person? What is it um, about this friendship that I'm missing or that I am desiring? Right. Um, is it that maybe when that moment happens, I need to go take a walk or work mm -hmm. out like something else to do? Versus just automatically reaching out. Because what we have to be mindful about with that reaching out part is we don't know where that other person is. Yes. And so if it's not met with the same energy that you are wanting to give it, then you feel disappointed. Then you feel mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know what, don't just put yourself out there. It obviously, you know, kind of came to an end or a pause or a halt for a reason. Because mm -hmm. not everything is a final destination. That's true. Um, it is just in this season, you needed a separation. Or oh my gosh, this is, that's so scary. Like sometimes when I hear the same thing over and over in one day from like the, that mm -hmm. word separation that you just said, okay. I got a post sent to me by my brothers today about separation. And when sometimes God is trying to take you to the next level, but you're out here like crying to him in prayers like, oh, no, I'm lonely. I feel alone. And it's like, no, I'm separating you. And the reason why what you said just hit me is because starting like December of last year, I was just telling everybody how I was in a season of silence and separation. And this is a part. This is a point in my life where I was getting to accept that I needed to let go. Okay. of certain relationships okay. i needed to let go of certain hurts you know certain and it's like i was getting intentional for 2022 so i'm telling myself like now you're in this season this is yeah. your season of silence and separation mm -hmm. don't don't be upset by it just understand that you're transitioning into something different That's right. and that the right things are going to come to you in this season and then when i got that post and then i saw this thing today where it also said accept the apology that you never got or something to that effect. And I posted it on my stories. And so even just hearing you talk about separation, I think sometimes we don't understand that there are really seasons in our lives and stages are so important. You know, you feel like you want something or Sarah Jake said something yesterday as well, where you're like, oh, I can't get that job. Why can't I get that job? And it's like, what if God is trying to say, OK, you're about to be an entrepreneur, like have your own business or why can I be in this relationship? And it's like, no, maybe I'm shifting you into. So sometimes I think in those in this in the season where we're sitting down and we're not we can't make sense of what's happening in our lives. You just need to continue to take care of you in that season. It's like, okay, maybe this is the season for me to just sit down, sit down, figure out who I am, yeah. what I need to be doing and just put my life together. So like when I get to where I'm going, yeah. I'll show up like I know what the heck I'm doing, you know? Right, right. No, it is. And you know, separation can be for elevation. It can mm -hmm. be for preparation. Um, it's a number of things that, 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 that dividend, you know, that divide is yes. creating. And sometimes it's not even about us. Sometimes it might be mm -hmm. for the benefit of that other person. That is maybe, true. Maybe where they're going That's or true. where they're not going, you can't go with them. You know, maybe they're not growing, they're not moving. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I can't keep you connected here. Mm -hmm. They're stagnant. 
ways are going to cause you to stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be elevating them in this season. And although I am going to elevate you, your elevation may not be just yet. And so I need mm-hmm. them to go. They're going and preparing. So when you start elevating, you got somebody on the other side who's already there that can, you know, champion you on to that place. So I think we have to step outside of when separations and friendships or inships, you know, sometimes they're no longer mm-hmm. friendships that happen, um, that it's not always, it will hurt because we're human. Mm-hmm. But once we can get out of a grieving place and really step back and assess the entire picture, we'll probably see the pieces where it was necessary, you yes. know, it'll start making sense. And so maybe, and sometimes it's like, you just have to pray and ask for that clarity. Like, show me yes. why yes. it needed to happen so that my heart can be, you know, so that my heart doesn't feel so hurt and that my soul doesn't feel so um, without and I don't feel lonely or, you know, just on my own. So, and and also I'm a firm believer just, you know, if, if we're talking biblically, like the Bible says that new wine can be poured into old wine skin. Yes. And sometimes we got to prune things and God yes. is like, I want to do some new things and I, you don't have the capacity, like your wine skin is about to burst. So I got to mm-hmm. get rid of that and so I can put some new stuff in. But everything goes through an elevation and a, mm-hmm. and a change. The leaves, right? The leaves, yes. the trees, they change colors. Flowers bloom. Yes. Caterpillars turn into butterflies, like bears hibernate. So everything kind of has this season. Everything blooms in season, you know? And I love the the perspective that you take because I think sometimes we only hear the perspective of, oh, where I'm going, they were not supposed to go with me. I love the fact that you also said it's not just about, sometimes it's that where they're going, maybe it's not time for you to go or maybe they're elevating. So, some, you know, it's like you have to look at it as it's, it's not just always about you. And it only makes sense <laughs> on the other side of the fence, you know? And I always even tell this to like my younger ones. I tell them, I say, hey, listen, when I was 20, I thought I was grown. I thought I had seen life. I thought I had experienced it. And then I got to 25 and I'm like, boy. And then when you get to 30, you're like, man, I really didn't know a lot. And then even like, so at every stage in your life, you progress and you really truly understand the statement that says like this thing called life is a journey and we're learning along the way. Every day, something new, like you're learning. So you you never really know it all. We're all honestly just product and students of, of this thing called um, um, life, you know? Absolutely. And as soon as you think you've figured out the Rubik's Cube, you there's one more spin to it. Like, just yeah. not just yet. And so, you know, I think that's, that's the beauty of life and... Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding like evolution Um, and sometimes, you know, being able to, I think, I think it's one of the most beautiful things. I actually have a friend right now who's going through this very thing who had a friendship to separate for six Mm -hmm. years. Wow. And literally this past weekend, they um, randomly reconnected, not, they just happened to be at the same place unbeknowing to either of them. Oh, wow. And, um, she said, you know, we sat down and we talked for like three hours. Now, this is someone she hadn't spoken to in six years. Wow. Great when that there was a lot of hurt on both ends when this when this friendship ended. Mm-hmm. And there was um a lot of forgiveness that they were able to have in this three hour conversation. And, you know, my friend back then had already apologized, but the other person wasn't ready to receive the apology. They weren't ready to apologize or take onus for their own part in it. Right, because mm-hmm. two sides to every like two mm-hmm. relationship, friendship, etc. Nonetheless, that person was very apologetic and was just like, "I've had time to really, you know, think about things and reflect." And so I owe you this. And so mm-hmm. the place that my friend had kind of settled with and thought, you know, I may never get this apology, and that's cool. Like I'm okay yes. with that. Yes. Six years later, unbeknowing to her. Here it is. And now I think since they connected this past weekend, they've like every day just kind of sent a text message like, hey, how are you? Just just as genuine 
And sometimes that's why I said, we don't know, you know, we need to go our ways. We need to figure whatever out. We need to, we need to work whatever's inside of us out so that if we come back, you know, when or if, Mm -hmm. or I don't even want to say better, but we are more prepared to be in this friendship or in relationship or whatever have you, because I, you know, to better is, it's relative sometimes because it's like, well, what we were doing, we felt like that was what well, like that was good at the time, yeah, exactly. And so, who's to say better means that like whatever we were doing wasn't good? At no, I think like, what it does is it brings us a better sense of understanding, right? You get to understand better, and then you get to do better. So it's like, okay, it's not like you're walking on eggshells, but you know what did not work the last time. And how to avoid having that happen in this time that you're going through, uh, like a reconnect. A reconnect, you know yourself, right? I think both of these individuals now have a greater sense of themselves, um, you know, because we think we know what we need or what we want. And sometimes we don't always show up fully as like part of self-care is being able to show up fully Mm -hmm. for you, show up for her speak mm-hmm. up for her. Yes. And sometimes we don't know how to do that. And so with that space, now she's able to, she knows how to show up for her. She knows how to exactly. speak up for her. And so, you know, it, it's all a beautiful thing. It, it's, it's so crazy, but this is literally this crazy, beautiful life. It is. And I think the thing about self-care is like, when I was thinking about like, even bringing the conversation, like tying it in, I was like, you know what? A big part of self-care is understanding self-worth. So they're two completely different things, right? Like you have to know what you're worth. If you understand your worth, automatically any boundaries that need to be set up in your life are set up. It starts from like really knowing your true self-worth. And then it kind of is like it's an open door to what you allow or what you don't allow, right? Yeah, it totally is. You know, and I often say knowing your worth, but also knowing your value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta see yourself as valuable. Yes. Meaning like you bring something to this table. The table. Like mm-hmm. not the table with other people, just the table called life. Like you showing up every day, you're valuable. You are an asset to mm-hmm. this world. Mm-hmm. And so being able to see that helps you to see your worth. Because if you know your value, it's like, well, I know I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. I know I'm worthy to be treated with respect because I know I am valuable. Yes. I know what I bring to the table. And so understanding those things, being able to see yourself in that way mm-hmm. is where it starts. And because you create the blueprint. You create Absolutely. How you want others to that is so. That is so powerful. What would you... What is what are some self-care goals or tips that you would tell women? These are the things like you could possibly implement every day to kind of make your life good. Because we've we've spoken about how self-care is showing up for yourself. It's taking it one day at a time. I love how you said it, taking it step by step. It's not don't feel like you have to be overwhelmed to do too much all at once, you know? I like the concept of creating habits and it says what, what is it? What does it say? It says it takes like 21 days to make something a habit, right? So you want to start, like I tell my clients, I said, slow and steady wins the pace. And in my practice, when I talk to them, um, I always tell them my mantra with wellness with Annie is when you know better, you do better. So I never, ever want to beat them up like, oh, this is what you did in your past life. This is how you ate. This is what, no, it's like now in the now that you know, what yeah. are you going to do moving forward? So we, we don't want to be beating people up on the past is the past is gone. The mistakes have been made, but now it's like, I know with what I know, what, what can I do better? So what are like some tips that you would, tell people or tell women in particular that they could be doing to show up for themselves every day? Sure. So the first thing I would say is understand that how you show up is not going to be how someone else shows up. So it's not one size fits all. It's Mm. just, it definitely needs to be customized to and tailored to fit you because you are not a carbon copy. Mm. how you treat you what you do to show up for you may not necessarily be what 
someone else does, but it's just as important. It's just as necessary. So the first thing I would say is when you're trying to show up, show up the way you need to show up. So make sure it is for you versus Mm. trying to show up like them. That's That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I did. I would definitely say that. The second thing is I would say is find one goal. I feel like everyone should have one self-care goal for themselves. Like every day, what is your goal for your self-care? And it doesn't have to be the same every day. It may be that goal for the week. You may be like, this is the goal for the week or each day it may change. But one goal, because sometimes when we're trying to have multiple goals when it comes to our self-care, that is where the inconsistency starts to happen. We can't mm-hmm. keep because mm-hmm. I'm supposed, my goal was to stay on top of my fitness. My goal was to stay on top of my nutrition. My goal was to stay on top of my um, skincare r- routine. Like one thing at a time. Habits yes. are brick by brick. So mm-hmm. get one goal, you know, under wraps. Do that well. Do it consistent, consistently. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. Quality. Consistency. That, you are, that allows you to show up, showing up for you consistently. So your goal may be, you know what, my self-care goal every day is to make sure that I drink at least five glasses of water because mm-hmm. I, I drink enough water. I am hydrated, but I'm also, it also adds to my level of energy. It keeps my energy mm-hmm. up. It allows me to decrease my fatigue. And when my fatigue is decreased, my productivity is up. So I feel like I'm more productive. I'm getting things done. I don't feel like I'm depleted. So that might be just your goal. So find one self-care goal that is actually doable. That's like something you actually can integrate into your day. Yes. And then I would say last but not least, give yourself the permission to experiment. Yes. Give yourself the permission to experiment with finding Never, never land. Finding yes, I love that. Right, finding those things that feed you, yeah. because you may be like, I don't even know what they are. That's fine. Try some things out. See, give it a shot. You may say, you know what? I was never into getting, you know, um, going to the chiropractor, but now I love going to the chiropractor because I feel like I need my joints stretched, and I work at my desk all day, and my body feels really tight. And so going to get stretched out makes me feel better in my body. And so I really like that. Like I didn't even know, you know, it may be, I was always against eating avocados and now Mm -hmm. I love avocado and who would have thunk it? Like give yourself permission to experiment when it comes to discovering your self-care. I love that. I love that so much because I think even for me, I had this pressure, especially when you, you know, when you show up on social media, there's everybody's influencing you to do something, right? And the whole concept of like that morning routine, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I do this and I do that. And it's like, that's great if that works for you. And I found like myself just beating myself up like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to sit down and meditate for 10 minutes, read my Bible for 10 more minutes, <laughs> worship. I get like, it doesn't, it wasn't working out now for like a mom with four kids, you know, at five o'clock in the morning, I'm already not a morning person and five o'clock, I don't want to be up at five, but then I I was living, like I wake up every day and have this guilt. Mm. Like I have not done something. I haven't lived up to this goal. So like to, to line up to what you're saying is basically rid yourself of unrealistic expectations. Cause what I decided to do was like, okay, five in the morning is clearly not working out. But what time in your day could be when the kids are having a nap or something and you can put 10 minutes down to do something, sit in silence. Or like for me, whenever I can, I sit all the girls down and just play like calm music and like, okay, close your eyes. We're going to breathe and, you know, get them involved. And that was working better for me, you see. And that's like a little bit versus nothing is better. Oh, listen, it's so much better. I actually like I really have been pushing the, as I call it, 30 minutes to self-care. Yes. Because my thing is, if you can't give yourself 30 minutes out of a 24-hour day, then you definitely need to reassess some things. Mm-hmm. Because 24 hours, you should be able to give yourself 30 minutes. And I don't mean that the 30 minutes has to be consecutive. Right. So that's where people are like, oh, it has to be a block of 30 minutes. No, I mean like two minutes here, five minutes yes. there. 
So it com it compiled into 30 minutes to self-care. Like, how are you giving yourself 30 minutes to self-care every day? So that's my new push with my clients. I love it. I love it. Like 30 minutes to self-care. And so it's also about changing this myth that we have to find the time to self-care. No, we have to use the time that we already have yes. and figure out how to integrate self-care. We'll, Into you know, that time. So you already are going to take a shower. So then if you know you're going to already take a shower and you have at least seven to 10 minutes in this shower where it's no kids or anyone, play your favorite podcast. Yes. Play, yes. Something, play something that's feeding you while you're in the shower. That's yes. something else that's happening. You're not finding additional time. You are taking the time that you have and you're adding self-care into it. That's so good. That's so good. It's literally, I love that you're saying that we literally just, you, your day is going, just figure out how you're going to infuse it into your day. Like literally even before we, we got to recording, I was like, listen, I told my kids I'm recording at six o'clock and I'm like, mommy needs like 30 minutes. I just want to lay down in silence and do nothing. I want to get my spirit right. I want to get myself together. And just like you said, infuse it in your day. It's not like I was sleeping, but I was just lying, sitting in my room in silence, you know, and sometimes we need that. And I know that this is going to be like an ongoing conversation. So it's not like we're going to cover everything self-care, but this conversation has been so good. But before I wrap it up, I know this ties into everything we've said, but can you please talk to them about I love what you say, permission granted. Can you just talk to them about that? Like how you came about that, where they can find you? Because I feel like they need, Candace, they, they need this. Like, you know, self, a self-care coach. It seems like, it's, it sounds so luxe, like it's like a luxury, <laughs> but it's a necessity. It's yeah. a necessity. So can you please just speak about that permission granted? Because I really love everything you stand for. And I'm not just saying this, like, you know this, I share your content um, all the time. So can you speak to them about that? And if anybody needs like self-care coaching, where to find you. Candace is really responsive. She responded to me on Instagram. So I bet you she's going to respond if you reach out to her. <laughs> I will. I'm fortunate enough. I tell people I don't have the number of followers that, that keeps me from being able to still interact. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if I ever grow to those big numbers, I don't know if I'll be able to do it as much, but I always want to stay connected. Yes. So the permission granted piece really came because of me that I gave myself permission to be me, to show up for me, to um, live outwardly who I am. And it's funny because I always tell the story about my septum ring um, mm -hmm. here when I decided to pierce my nose. I had this big piece and I was like, oh my gosh, what are people gonna think? Are they gonna think I'm not as professional? Is it gonna take away from how they view me? Like I had all of this and I was just like, is your character changing because you're putting this piercing here yeah. and I'm like no so so what are we doing and are you going to be any less professional with people are you going no. to consider it like no so then what are we doing and so I gave myself permission and I literally got up that morning didn't call anyone didn't tell anyone didn't even think about it and I went to the piercing place and I said pierce my nose and the gentleman was like you sure I said do it and do it now like before I change my mind change my mind <laughs> And so he did it. And in that moment, I felt so empowered. You felt free too. It's so free. I felt free. And I felt like this is really who I am. I'm very much a creative. Yes. I very much like to outwardly express who I am inwardly mm -hmm. and giving myself that permission. And so there have been so many different places where I saw me giving myself permission. I gave myself permission to change my business to yes. become a self-care coach. I wasn't always a self-care coach and I gave myself permission to switch and pivot. And so I said, I know how much I was in my own head about yes. permission. How about other women, helping other yes. women give themselves permission? And so it was like, you know what? Permission granted. Yes. And so yes. that's how this came. It came from me granting myself that permission. And you feel so empowered when you say to yourself, you know what? Permission granted. You know it's what? It's so empowering. I love it. I love the story behind it. And 
It even makes more sense to me and even so validating that you say that because even when you talk about switching your business around, it's like even when I got done with school, like, okay, now I'm certified, I'm a nutritionist and what to do. And there was a period when I'm cooking on Instagram and I'm giving you all the tips on what to do, which I feel like I will still continue to do. But in the past few months with podcasting, I've just found myself going into a different space. Like I care about your mental health. I care about like you as a whole rounded woman. And so does nutrition play into that? Absolutely. Does financially understanding your finances and, you know, the eight dimensions of wellness that I try to infuse to my clients, like does all of that stuff play your relationships with your family, your friends, your social, all of it. So I'm like, who's boxing me into just being a nutritionist? Like, who's doing that? You know, like, if this is what I'm about, just be about it, you know? And I'm like, you're beating yourself up, looking through your books and your notes and what sources of vitamin D they're going to eat today. And it's like, but your heart is telling you to talk to women on like such a deeper level. And it's like, who's boxing you into that? You know, so I really love that you're, a lot of women are going to resonate with permission granted because for me like even in this moment sitting down and listening to you I'm like dang yeah permission granted for real or like it's like even cutting my hair off like you know I had my my fourth baby and when I tell you I took off my box braids and all of my hair fell out all of it I had never had postpartum shedding before. I knew it was not the person braiding my hair because nobody is more careful than her in taking care of your hair. And she's been doing my hair for like seven years or eight years or something like that. So I've never had a problem with that. But it was like now I had this baby. I think she was like four months at the time. And it was a new learning experience. Like literally every day my hair would just fall out in drones. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to cut this hair off. What what actually is the definition of beauty? Like my hair does not define who I am, does not define what I stand for. And no. I, I could wear this hair like this and rock it out again. Because, you know, like they'll always tell us like, oh, your hair is your crown, is your glory. Like this is who I am, you know, and and it, it was an empower. It was like a, it was an aha moment for me. I was like, no. And I remember like even going on a trip recently and I took my wigs with me. And one day I was just like, I'm going out. Like, do I put this wig on right now? And I put the wig on. I'm like, nah, Mm. just be free. Accept who you are. Like, just be yourself. Like, why are you going through all this? Even with this podcast, if you watch my previous episodes, there's like bad days. Sometimes the wig is hanging off here. Like I'll have like a cousin or someone or my sister. Somebody call me and like, uh-uh, sister, sister, the, cousin, the content is great, but we got to work with this hair. Like we got to do something about it. Like they're like, your short hair is dope. Like why are you not, why are you not showing that stuff off? Like why do you feel the need to, to cover that stuff? And so I love the message and I just hope that a lot of women just really cling on to what you're saying and because you know permission granted i'm i'm taking that with me especially now like hearing it from like the horse's mouth i know the meaning behind it it's it's even more validating for me to 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 continue to do what i'm doing so i'm so 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 happy that i'm so glad you took that i hope that the listeners do too because when we are waiting for others when we stay in this place of waiting for others to give us the permission to be us to yeah. live for us to do things for us we will never see those things come into fruition because somebody may have never given you someone may never give you the permission to do it that's true and that's so true like, well i never did it because no one gave me the permission someone could give you the permission you you that's that simple and it guys we live you. in a world that's where that's we, you you can give yourself so many opportunities. The world has progressed in such a beautiful way. And I always tell people, the internet will do for you what you put into it. If you go out there looking for toxicity, that's what you're going to get. Even the algorithms on social media, that's what they do. If you go out there watching, oh, yeah. it literally feeds you what, right. you what it thinks you like. you know. And this new world, <laughs> whatever that we're in these days, Gone are the days that you need somebody to give you an opportunity to be. Literally, if you say you want, can you imagine back in the day to do like even a a podcast like this, 
you'll be looking for who's going to sign you on, who's going to produce you. And, and it's like, now do your research, go on there, start your own stuff. Like just be, go out there, give yourself the permission to be and just give, exist. Give yourself the permission to be. No one gave me the title of self-care coach. I gave it to myself. Amen. I deemed myself. Amen. <laughs> self-care coach. And so it's like, whatever that is, you know, the, there's the only limitations that are on us are the ones we place on ourselves. I love that. They're I love that. Not the limit we are. Yes. Like, yes. We are the limit. It's not the even the sky. Yeah. Beyond. It's beyond. And so I'm just like, listen, this is the year. If you are looking for what this season is for you, consider this your permission granted season. If you needed to hear yes. someone say permission granted to give yourself permission. Yes. Yes. This is so good. This was such an eye-opening conversation. I knew going into it that it was going to be good, but it turned out like beyond my expectations, like super great. So thank you so much, Candice. Thank you so, so, so much for doing this. And you guys, please find her on social media. Tell them one more time what your handle is on Instagram to find you. Absolutely. My handle on Instagram is Candice with an I. Um, Denise, Candice Denise on Instagram, or you can just go to my website, buycandicedenise.com. That's B-Y, candicedenise.com. And I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, or we can do a 30 minutes to self-care session where yes. we literally figure out how you can start customizing self-care into your day. Amazing. Thank you so much, Candice. And to my unpacking audience, I will catch you guys back again next week. Until then, stay blessed and have a great week.